You are listening. You're listening. You're listening. Estás escuchando. To the life. To the life. The life at AT&T. This is going to be good. You are listening to the life at AT&T podcast. Welcome to the life at AT&T podcast. I'm your host, Doug Magdich. For this month's episode, I'm taking you outside of the traditional nine to five. When I'm normally leaving for the day, some folks are just getting started. We work 7 by 24, 365 days a year. Um, there's always somebody here when you come through the door, whether it's a holiday or not. Folks like Vinny LaWonka. I visited his workspace late on a Tuesday night while he was in the middle of his shift. After nearly 40 years in 14 different jobs as an AT&T employee, Vinny will tell you he prefers these odd hours. Why do you think that is? What is it you like about it? You can get a heck of a lot more stuff done during the day, you know? And especially on weekends. If I'm working a weekend, it's even better because where I live, it's very crowded on, on, a, on a Saturday, Sunday, trying to go shopping. It's much easier to go during the day. Especially here in the Northeast, right? In, yeah, in the Northeast. <laughs> and that's another big piece of it, too. I don't have to worry about getting on 78 <laughs> at 6 o'clock in the morning coming to Bedminster with a lot of traffic because it's a hit or miss on whether you're going to hit traffic. As somebody who sits in rush hour traffic on a daily basis, I totally get where Vinny is coming from. But I digress. Let's talk about why Vinny is working in the middle of the night. There was an incident on Long Island with some a little bit of voltage congestion into one of our uh, mitzos, one of our mobile offices, but it was relatively small. By incident on Long Island, Vinny means some congestion, slowing down service for a small number of customers. This has actually been a very good night. It's people like Vinny who help make sure you have service, whether it's phone, internet, TV, all day, every day. And that's important. It's important, yeah. It's important. We have outages, you know. The outages don't stop because there's, you know, there's, it's a Sunday night. You never know when to get our car. Vinny is a shift manager at our Global Technology Operations Center, or GTOC, in Bedminster, New Jersey. Each shift, Vinny oversees about 10 to 15 incident managers in the GTOC. So what, what they're doing is partially keeping an eye out, but in addition, they're receiving engagement from the various work centers, from the mobility work centers who might see cell sites out of service, from the um, voice piece of the legacy telco network who might see some block calls, uh, from the transport uh, work center who might see some transport out of service, and from even DirecTV, when DirecTV has an issue with, with let's say, uh, you know, satellite communications or something like that. When Vinny's incident managers start to notice potential issues in a concentrated area, that's when Vinny gets involved. The idea is when I get involved, I know it's going to be relatively big. Okay. Because I, I don't, the shift managers don't usually get involved in the day-to-day -day stuff. We know that they're going on. Like right now, I know that there's three fiber cuts, one in, one in Colorado, one in Arizona, and one in another state, which I can't remember. And they're relatively small outages. Once they do, and if they did grow from those small outages, they would refer it to me. Okay. So how do you know, I mean, you say you know it's a fiber cut. How do you know it's a fiber cut? Well, the, the thing is, most of them are. We, uh, there are probably fiber cuts every, every day, you know. And a lot of times from, like, construction crews, things like that. It's a construction crew. There's, there's construction crews. You know, it's, it's interesting. From December to March, it's like a lull. It's a great time to catch up on the email that you didn't catch up to, you know, during the year. Catch up on your training. Because... 
once March is over and the cold weather is, is over, they're going to start digging again and they're going to start digging up, digging up our cables. It's just, it's just part of life. So once Vinny notices a problem from where he's sitting, he'll get in touch with someone out in the field who can get started fixing that problem. You know, the idea is the quicker you can get in front of an outage, you want to restore customer service as quickly as possible, right? So the faster you get in front of it, theoretically, the faster you can fix it. And you can also send that information to hire executives that will understand what's going on and have a good feel for what's happening. So give me an example, I mean, without getting too into the weeds, give me an example of a time where things were, you're, you're pretty stressed out that day. That's a good one. It's, I'm going to take you very far back, like to the old, I've been here, okay. for, I've been here for a long time. So the AT&T LD network, I think it was the middle 90s, we actually lost the entire network for about six minutes. Okay, so I'm going to jump in here real quick. When Vinny says LD, he means long distance. So think about what he just said. We actually lost the entire network for about six minutes. Six minutes with the entire network out. And this was the 90s, long before smartphones. And it was probably the most stressful thing, mainly because like when we have these outages, you're able to call another organization. Most organizations have multiple layers of technical support. They'll have a center technical support. They'll have a uh, first level technical support. And then eventually, oh, they f but first they go into ATT technical support and they may even go into uh, the vendor support. Well, on this one particular incident where there was this massive blockage in the LD network, I couldn't make any phone calls out. I couldn't call anywhere. The network oh, was no. the network was because of a signaling issue. Um, the entire network was 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 out of service. Nobody could make any long distance phone so calls. So what did you do? I, I waited, and I you know I we we have <laughs> we just, actually you just twiddle your we actually right had at the time some dedicated point to point private lines where you could pick it up and get to another work center. So they oh, did work. So okay. I was able to get this organization, which is a a, a tier two technical support, so they were able to to uh, help out a little bit. But it still took about six minutes for the, the network to work its way out of the congestion. I can understand why you say that would be a really stressful It was time. stressful. It was stressful. Because there's only so much you can do when you can't actually call anybody, and this is before the time when you're hopping on a phone bridge or picking up your cell phone or, or whatever. Exactly. You're just pretty much on an island out here. So that just gives you an idea of how stressful the job can be, but something like that is obviously really uncommon. What they now call a big ugly, an all hands on deck sort of situation. A lot of people say you have to be a stress junkie to work in here, and I think there's a little bit of truth to that, because you know, I think we do at, at times enjoy it, enjoy the stress of the job. Well, and especially if you're, you, you know, you know how to respond to it, you're doing everything you can do and you're actually delivering and making a difference for the customers. I, I bet if nothing else, that's a huge thrill. It's always nice to restore cu customer service. So the thing I haven't talked about yet is the GTOC itself. I gave it a passing mention at the beginning of the episode, but Vinny's workspace deserves much more than a passing mention. If you've never seen our Global Technology Operations Center, you owe it to yourself to do a quick internet search right now. It is impressive to say the least. From one end to another, the room spans about the length of a football field. The rear of the room is a flat wall backing up against offices, but you can face away from those offices in any direction, 180 degrees, and you will be taken aback, I promise. In a huge semicircle stretching from one corner to the other are massive digital screens. Really so, I mean, again, I just, 
I know it's it's hard to do it, but I just want to paint the picture. So we're looking at how many monitors up here? There's over a hundred. I was 114 100. or something like that. I, I and they're counting. I mean, each one's probably taller than I am. Or? Five by five or something okay, like so that. Not as tall as I am, but close. Right. So, so, I mean, that's just a huge room with we've got you know numbers over here. We've got maps. We've got television signals. We've got charts. Just I mean, a variety of stuff that we're looking at here. 4,200 feet of wall space covered in digital monitors with just tons of information about our network with around 140 total five foot by five foot wall boards. That's what and you call these wall boards? Wall boards, yeah. Okay. yeah. And you know, the idea of the wall boards is you see something happening on the wall board and then you go down to your console to get more detailed data. Whether it's a slowdown, outage, or other issue with our network, you can see it depicted somehow in real time on the wall. And not to overemphasize the point, but it just looks really cool. I know this is really hard to explain in audio, um, so it's kind of a shame that I can't show it right. uh, as part of the podcast, but this is, I mean, you, you're in here every day, so maybe you don't realize how impressive this looks to the layman from right. Dallas, but it's, it's a really impressive sight. Let's just say it's not a bad place to work every day or night depending on your shift. With that, I'm going to go get some rest. That's it for this episode of the Life at AT&T podcast. I hope you enjoyed spending a little time at our G-Talk. If you'd like to let me know what you think of the show, shoot me an email to lifeatatt.com or give us a review on whatever podcast app you use. That helps more people find the show. As always, thanks for listening.